good morning and welcome back to the LifePoint Drivecast. My name is Paul. I'm the teaching pastor at the Marion Campus. So thankful that you've chosen to join us on the Drivecast today. Uh, This past Sunday, we finished off the Not Without Hope series. And in Marion, um, I chose to do uh, both the second half of chapter four and the first half of chapter five, which frankly was maybe a little bit overzealous. Uh, (laughs) It's just a it's a lot of text. Um, it's it's a lot of information. It's two just critically important um, topics, you know, regarding what happens uh, upon Jesus's return with those who who love Jesus but who have passed away. Um, and and it's about Jesus's return. So, you know, you could spend months on both of those topics if you chose to. Um, but the reason I, I wanted to go into both, um, actually tied all the way back to the beginning of the book, as I was at the end, I, I started processing, you know. Where did Paul begin? Where did he start? Um, because I think the beginning and the end are often, you know, tied together. And so um, I, I went back and I read through one again, and, and Paul has this really fascinating um, description of the Thessalonians, which really um, serves as the foundation, uh, I think, for the rest of the book, as he encourages these attributes in them throughout the rest of the book, like to keep going. That's the purpose of this book. Keep going, keep enduring, keep up the good work, uh, because it is, again, so much just a letter of encouragement. But this is how Paul describes the Thessalonians in chapter one, beginning in verse three, he says, remembering before our God and father, your work of faith and labor of love and steadfastness of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. And so these, these really critical characteristics uh, that describe the Thessalonians. And when you uh, look back over Christian history, these characteristics are really what describe the lives of exemplary Christians, people who are filled with faith, hope, and love. And and the way, um, the fact that Paul describes uh, the Thessalonians in this way says that even in a sin-filled, broken world, we can live this way by the power of the Holy Spirit. No, we're not going to be perfect, but we can be people who exemplify, people who live out really faith, hope, and love. And, and that really brought me to a personal question of do I? Right? Would, would someone describe me as that? And maybe for you, would someone describe you as a person who, who really is an example of faith, hope, and love? And I know far too often in my own life, I falter in faith, I fail in love, and I forget the true source of my hope. And um, you know what? That's not okay. <laughs> and, and I think um, I just want to, I want to I want to keep striving there. Um, yes, I have received the grace of Christ, and that is not of my own doing. Praise God. Um, and yet, I want to be more and more like Him. I want us to be more and more like Him, and and I want us to be ready. I want us to be prepared. And that's really then where the tie-in with chapter five comes, because in chapter five, Paul is talking about the return of Jesus, and and he's saying, look, He's going to come like a thief in the night. Basically. The outside world, those the unbelievers, they're going to say, "Look, everything's fine, whatever, doesn't matter." And then Jesus is going to come, and, and he's going to return, and there's going to be destruction. There's going to be devastation. He he's not going to come as as this lowly lamb. He's going to come as a roaring lion um, in in justice and um, in wrath. And and that's a scary thing to consider. And the reason I think Paul is saying this, he's like, "Look, look, don't fall asleep, don't get lazy." in your faith. Jesus is going to return. And when he returns, what he's expecting is for your faith to be alive, to be alert, to be active, to be being pursued. And man, what a good reminder that was for me. When Jesus comes back, 
and it could be now and then now. Like we need to think of Jesus' return as imminent. And when we think of Jesus' return as imminent, I think what that does is, is it awakens the urgency of our faith. Again, not that we should live in fear. We should live in joyful anticipation of Jesus' return because those who are found in him, there is not wrath. There is joy. There is there is the wiping away of tears. There is no more pain. There is no more sorrow. There is glory with Christ. And that's a wonderful, wonderful thing. And what that should do, though, is it should, it should allow us to remain steadfast in our pursuit of Jesus thinking of his return as imminent and it should also give us urgency for the advancement of the gospel. When, when Paul says your labor of love, when you look into um, the way that word labor has been used, it's often used in an evangelistic standpoint. I look at John chapter 4 and the story of the Samaritans and so many who came to faith. That labor word is used over and over again. And so this labor of love is this intentional pursuit to say, look, Jesus is coming back. Do you know him? And we need to be a people who labor in love evangelistically. And we need to be people who, again, are just rooted and grounded in hope. And and one of the things that can destroy our hope is when tragedy strikes, when we lose loved ones. And that's where chapter four comes in to say, look, we can grieve, but we should not grieve like those without hope. Our hope is that when, when Jesus returns, those who have fallen asleep, those who have died, who are in Christ, they will be raised. And yes, they've already been with him, spiritually speaking, um, but they will be raised and we will be united in the heavens with Jesus together. We will behold the glory of Christ together. We will see our loved ones again. And what that should do is it should give us this source of endurance because we can't be, we can't be broken because our hope is unbreakable, because our hope is in Jesus. And he proved that all to us when he walked out of the grave and when he allowed us to walk out of the spiritual grave the moment we placed our faith in him. And one day we will walk out of the physical grave because of Jesus. And what an encouragement that should be to us today. So I want to challenge you. Maybe right now you you feel like if you were to answer that question honestly, maybe right now your faith is asleep. Maybe right now you're coasting. Maybe right now you are on autopilot. And I just want to challenge you to say, wake up. We don't know when Jesus is coming back and we need to live as though he's coming back today. And so maybe a next step for you is to commit to prayer, to ask the Lord to awaken your heart and your soul for him. Maybe a next step for you is to commit to reading. God's word is living and it is active and it will transform you. Maybe for you that's stepping into a life group and community. Maybe for you that's stepping onto a life team and serving. Maybe for you that's going public with your faith through baptism. Whatever it is, I want to challenge us to take a step to awaken our faith as we as we anticipate Jesus' glorious return. And so I want to pray to that end today. And I want to also just say thanks again for joining us here on the Drivecast. I, I pray that this whole series has been an encouragement to you and that you would continue in daily time in the Word, uh, daily time um, meditating and, and praying and focusing on who Jesus is. So let's pray together. Father, you're good and you're faithful. And, and um, I ask that you would give us a faith that is awake, that is alert, that is active, that is alive, and that is awaiting your return with joyful anticipation. And yet, as we personally wait with joyful anticipation, that would also work in us urgency for the advancements of, advancement of the gospel that we would be a people who labor, uh, labor well out of love, um, pointing people to you so that they would be saved. And Father, in all of that, um, help us be rooted in the hope that comes 
through you, Jesus, um, that we know we've been brought from death to life. And we know that those we have lost uh, are not truly lost forever, but through faith in you, um, they will be with you again and we will be with you again with them. Father, we love you and we need you. Glorify yourself uh, today and use us to do it. In Christ's name we pray.